Raiders Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Saturday, February 6th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers fall to the Bruins once again, uh, giving up a third period lead. Uh, a third period lead that they got in the third period, but nonetheless, uh, they had a one nothing lead in the third period because they scored just 27 seconds in on the power play. It was James Van Riemsdyk who got the Flyers' goal, and he actually extended his scoring streak to six games where he's got three goals and eight assists for 11 points in those six games. Van Riemsdyk also led the team uh, with five shots on goal and eight total attempts. I think he was their best player on the ice. Uh, it was a tremendous performance from James Van Riemsdyk around the blue paint a ton. But uh, Tuka Rask was the difference for the Bruins, and he is a goaltender in his last 10 games in Philadelphia has gone 8-1-1, one, and one. always plays phenomenal here. Ivan Provorov played over 26 minutes of ice time, uh, more than three minutes, more than anyone else on the roster, and he had five total shot attempts and two hits in the game as well. But ultimately, the Flyers lose 2-1. to one. They're unable to avenge that uh, loss from the other night, the Wednesday game where they had the two-goal lead in the third period but uh, took the three bad penalties in the third period, ultimately putting the Bruins on the power play and, uh, the Bruins coming away with the two points in that game and Flyers getting just the one. So all said and done, a possible four points against the Bruins which in what was a battle for the top spot in the East. And the Bruins come away with four points. Flyers come away with a point for the overtime loss on Wednesday's game. Uh, but all said and done, uh, still not good enough. They the, the process has improved. And I know people are probably going to disagree with me and tweet me. Uh, but the process over these past two games was better. Now, the process was not as detail-oriented, and yet they were winning games. Now the process is slowly improving, but they haven't won. So what does that mean? Skip the process? The process is stupid? No. Uh, it just means that's hockey, and that's the way it goes. Uh, they were getting away with a flawed process uh, because of timely scoring and uh, being very efficient in the offensive zone. They actually outshot the Bruins. Uh, they outshot an opponent. That doesn't count for anything in the win column. Uh, they outshot the Bruins 24-23 in the game last night. But that doesn't mean anything. Uh, they only got one pass Duke Rask, and the Bruins got two pass Brian Elliott, the second of which I know that Brian Elliott won't like. Uh, the first one, the Brad Marchand goal, is a net mouth scramble, and he's able to spot that puck. I think there was about seven players and the, and Brian Elliott all in the blue paint at one time. And Marshan's able to spot that puck, make a diving attempt, and put it over the goal line. And that's what tied the hockey game. And then just 27 seconds later, the Bruins took the lead on the Corrali goal. But the Flyers have played very good team defense. Now, is it perfect? No. The zone exits and passing, in particular, out of the defensive zone is not great. And they're still not spending a tremendous amount of time by comparison to a team like Boston in the offensive zone, but they did a tremendous job keeping everything from Boston to the outside. And you say, well, what does that get me? Okay, I understand. You don't like the result. But when we when they were winning and you liked the result, you didn't like the process. But look, it's only great, I guess, when the process and the result are good. And that's when a team is truly clicking. And, and I see a lot of people on social media, and I just want to address this, um, that are just making these assumptions about the team. Well, they're 0-4 against Boston. They're actually not. They're 0-2-2 um, and 2 
against Boston in the four games, but they haven't beaten Boston. And they say, well, if we can't beat Boston, then I guess the second round of the playoffs are the ceiling. Which, okay, if they were played right now and it played out that way, then you would be correct. But I want to remind people that a lot of things change in a hockey season. We're still we're now 12 games in. When you were 12 games into last year, if we would have made that same assumption based on those 12 games, the Flyers would have maybe been an eight seed, maybe not made the playoffs. So, look, a lot of things change. There's ebbs and flows to a season. We'll see if they can get their game fully dialed in where the process yields a good result. Uh, you know, if you have faith in Elaine Vigneault, and you should, even though the beginning of the season, and I don't even want to say it's a bad start to the season because um, they are still with a 7-3-2 and two record and in the second spot in the division and what's been a very erratic NHL. I know that we here in Philadelphia – we watch the Flyers with a lot of intent, but maybe we don't watch the league with that same intent. This same thing is happening all over the NHL. There are This is what it looks like in a lot of different cities. Not all of them. Some teams are off to a good start, and the pro, their process has been good. But there's more teams in that middle ground, and there's actually a lot of teams in that disaster ground where the process is really ugly the results have been horrific and you look at teams like Ottawa you look at teams Vancouver is a team that came in that won a round of the playoffs last year they knocked off the Blues they look terrible so far this year and they lost their goaltender Jacob Markstrom and they're relying on Thatcher Demko and Braden Holpe and it hasn't worked out well but it's going to take time and we'll see what this team develops into what this team's identity becomes Right now on a small sample size of 12 games, their identity is a team that can't hang on to a third-period lead against upper echelon teams like Boston. And that's because that's what we've seen. Um, They're also part of their identity, in my opinion, would be that, like Elaine Vigneault said, they're a bend-but-don't-break team oftentimes, where the process isn't great. They do get outplayed, but they found a way to win games. That's been a big part of their identity here in the beginning as well. And while I understand it's frustrating and and, you know, no game has looked glorious from start to finish, and the result was great. Um, they still are off to a 7-3-2 and two record. So while I needed a vent session after the game on Wednesday, I come out of this game in the 2-1 loss feeling much less concerned than I did after the game on Wednesday. Now, the game on Wednesday, I was angry simply because that was a self-inflicted loss. Again, you put that, the Bruins in a position to beat you with your with their strength and not with their weakness because of a lack of discipline with some penalties in the third period. In this game that they lost last night, they played a good hockey game. The first goal that tied the game was a, a net mouth scramble that the puck's bouncing around and they found a way to knock it in. And then the, the winning goal, it turned out to be a goal that I don't like and Brian Elliott doesn't like. But it was a 2-1 hockey game, and the shots were even, and the chances were even. So, you know, it, you look at that and go, okay, but they didn't win. I get it. I feel better, and this is going to sound stupid, but I feel better after the 2-1 loss to the Bruins than I did over some of the wins earlier in the season where the process looked horrific because 
what this with the good the loss to the Bruins and the process looking better portends to bigger things down the line because you weren't going to get away with poor process and good result. Sometimes you could I've said this before. Sometimes you can have good process and bad result. That's hockey. It's a vulcanized piece of rubber on ice that bounces around. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you outplay your opponent and lose. Look at the Flyers in a lot of those games earlier in the season. Some of those teams played really well against the Flyers, and the Flyers didn't play well. And those teams left with a loss. That's the way it works. I'm not saying the Flyers outplayed Boston massively in that game in the 2-1 loss. What I'm saying is I feel better about where they are as a hockey team because of what I saw in the game on Friday as opposed to what I saw in previous games this season, even ones that they won. If you, if that doesn't make sense to you, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's how I feel. And the team did a much better job limiting opportunities, limiting the amount of chances and opportunities that the Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line got. I mean, they got the goal on a net mouth scramble. They did a really good job limiting that line. They didn't have a lot of chances in the game. They really didn't. And you're talking about what I think is the best line in hockey. I mean, they call it the perfection line. So I, I thought they, they did a good job in that game. Now, there's no moral victories. But the Flyers got victories when there was no moral earlier in the year by playing poorly. So you take it how you can get it. And I think this game was a step forward, not in the standings, but in the play of the team. And, of course, they were out without Phil Myers, who didn't take warm-up and uh, is out with an upper body injury. We'll see if he's able to come back Sunday against the Washington Capitals. Uh, they were also – Brian Elliott was getting the start anyway. Um, Elaine Vigneault, and you're going to hear from him in just a second, he talks about Carter Hart. Uh, that Carter Hart, it was listed as day to day with back spasms. I think part of that was probably just giving giving Carter a little extra rest too. Um, there are teams in the NHL that aren't even dressing their starting goaltender in backup scenarios in some of these games this season. Just monitoring their usage, monitoring uh, how much you know rest. You know, when you're a backup goalie, it's really not rest. You still, even though you're not playing in the game, you're still going through all of the preparation and the time of being on the bench and everything. When you can not even dress the starting goaltender because he's not playing that night, that's more substantial rest. It's being it's working smarter, not harder, uh, if you will. All right, let's get to the head coach, Elaine Vigneault. After the 2-1 loss to the Bruins, here's what he had to say. First of all, uh, how is Oscar Lindblom? I don't know, St. Louis. I haven't talked to anyone yet. Okay. Bill Meltzer, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hey, the, how you know? How would you assess this game? You know, from an overall standpoint, in terms of being a step forward, other than the result. I mean, it was a hard-fought game by two teams that uh, you know battled extremely hard. Uh, uh, not a lot of room on the ice, uh, five on five. Uh, not a lot of opportunities on both sides. Um, both teams, uh, you know, are, are trying to make plays, trying to make the right plays, uh, but there's not a lot of room. So 
uh, it was a hard-fought game. We scored on our power play at the beginning of the third. Uh, their top line uh, obviously tied it up uh, where they beat us to position in front of our net and were able to, to jump on that loose puck. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the second one there, uh, uh, it was a, a shot that... Uh, uh, I'm sure Brian would would like to have back again, but uh, you know that happens. He gave us a chance in this game. He battled real hard, uh, but as a team, uh, we fought, but uh, weren't able to get the job done as far as uh, winning the two points. Charlie O'Connor, you're on with Elaine. Go ahead. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Elaine. Uh, do you think there's there was a common thread between the, the three games so far against Boston, where you guys have have caught up a third period lead or do you think all those games had different reasons for why uh i i think they're a good team but uh, tonight's scenario is is different than the, the last scenario uh but uh you know there's no doubt that they're a good team they got uh, a top line that uh, seems to make a difference every night and uh, they did again tonight adam kimmelman you're on with coach go ahead yeah um, you had said this morning you didn't expect any lineup changes. Can you tell us what happened between then and tonight when we found out Phil Myers wasn't going to be able to play? Yeah, Phil's got uh, an upper body injury. Uh, I'm going to know a little bit more uh, tomorrow, so that's all I have for now. And uh, Carter uh, spasmed up a little bit uh, on the ice this morning, so we just were a little precautionary there, but uh, he should be fine and should be at practice tomorrow. <clears throat> Hey, San Filippo, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hey, Anthony. Hey, A.V. Um, can, can you talk about the decision to uh, move Gus to the first power play unit? And, I mean, it turned out to be pretty successful for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you make subtle little moves that pay off that that one did there. Uh, I just thought that uh, Gus seemed to, you know, be feeling it and made some good passes and uh, had that shoot first mentality and uh, paid off for us on, on on the on the power play. We'll take two more questions. Sam Carcitti, you're on with Coach. Yes, sir. Yeah, on on the the last goal, uh, the one that you said that uh, Brian Elliott would like to have it back. It was hard to tell. Did it I think it deflected off of somebody, or do you think he just lost it? Uh, from my angle, uh, from the bench, it didn't deflect. From on anyone, but I haven't I haven't seen the replay. But I I, uh, I don't believe so, uh, Sam. Sam, did you have a follow up? No, thank you. Take one more question, Jeff Skaverski. You're on with the head. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Elaine. Um, kind of feeding off an earlier question. Where's your frustration level at with um, you know some of the third period uh, goals with Boston? Again, uh, you know, tonight was a, a way different scenario than than the last game. Uh, you know, you got to give the opposition credit. They're they're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, they've got that top line that's playing extremely well right now. And in my mind, you know, they were the difference tonight. That faceoff goal that they scored, they outmuscled us to the front of our net, and they won that battle, and they were able to put that puck in the net. So. Uh, but uh, I like the way we played. I like the way we competed. I, I don't like the final result, but uh, for the most part, uh, I liked our five-on-five -five game tonight. Okay, thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. All right, there's head coach Elaine Vigneault addressing the media after the 2-1 loss to the Boston Bruins. Flyers will be back in action coming up tomorrow to take on the Washington Capitals 
in D.C. First uh, opportunity for the Flyers to play against the Caps this year with Peter LaViolette as their head coach. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's game day episode, a noon puck drop right here on Flyers Daily.